0: Hi, welcome to another Power Blast podcast. Are you wanting to start achieving real and meaningful success in every area of your life? I mean, I'm talking about things like money, people, faith, work, health. Join me on today's podcast to learn how to use these five powerful principles that have been proven over and over again to help people succeed in these areas. I'm so excited for this because I've got a special guest. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, Perry Tinsley here, creator of the Power Blast Podcast. I'm a health and fitness coach and I'm so excited for today's guest. He's written a book and he's going to share these principles with you um, just to succeed in in many areas of life. Uh, My friend uh, that I've known for like 15 years, Doug Fitzgerald, some of you may know him. He's a motivational and life-changing speaker. He's a personal coach and he's now an author, which is really cool. Um, He's known for his authentic and relational approach to life. Real, honest, transparent communication. And he's just been admired for being focused on helping others achieve their life priorities. Um, And over the past three years, he's been working on a special project called One Shot, One Life. Uh, We're going to talk about a a book that he's got out that's going to help you uh, achieve and win in many different areas of life like money, people, faith, work, health. I'm so excited for today's interview. Let's get to it. All right, hey everyone! Welcome to the Power Blast Podcast. I've got a, a, a special guest on today, my buddy Doug Fitzgerald. He's down in, I believe, Lincoln, Nebraska. Is that right, Doug? Yes, Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, awesome! I'm, I'm so glad to have you on there, man. I mean, th- th- like I said in the in the pre-launch here for the, um, for the for the podcast, I mean, Doug's a motivational and life-changing speaker, and he's a personal coach and author. Also, he's a really cool guy, awesome husband, father of two incredibly talented kids. You can probably see a poster. If you're watching on the video, you can see a poster of his daughter, uh, kind of a, a, as she's a dancer there. And I've known Doug for probably about 15 years in our early workout days where we were rooting each other on on these uh, funky fitness message boards and just trying to cheer each other on to success and all the different things there. So um, Doug's got a brand new book out we're going to talk about today or coming out, a book that's coming out. Um, We'll tell you all about that today. Welcome, Doug Fitzgerald. Thanks, Perry. This is so fun. It's exciting to be part of your podcast and
1: uh, hopefully there'll be some value to your listeners. Mm -hmm as we go throughout but i'm just excited to be here with you. i love hanging out with you and i love all that you do and your energy and enthusiasm and and more than anything you're you're an inspiration to me and so many other people just in life in general with your health and fitness and the relationships that you have and all that. so it's an honor, absolute honor to be here.
0: oh thank you. guys, did i tell you this guy is motivating. <laughs> <He's> oh. <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> i love it. he's he uplifts people. it's it's so great. now so glad to have you on here because um, your book. Uh, you, you've got a, a book that just came out and it's pretty cool. I did, when I heard about this a couple months ago, I was, uh, I was like, man, Doug's been busy. He wrote, he wrote a book. And it's, uh, for those of you that maybe just skipped forward and didn't hear the, the, the pre-launch, the, the book is called um, One Shot, One Life, The Ultimate Success Formula to Help You Win at Anything in Life. And what I love about that title is because it covers a lot of the things that we we've been doing for the past 11 years on this podcast. And I'm going to have Doug share with you just some, some great things that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Doug, why don't we start with the story on how you decided to do a book and what actually created this? I, 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 I did a little sneak peek, um, I don't know, an advanced copy of the book, I guess I have, and I've been reading it. So I know the story, but I bet you a lot of you don't know it. So Doug, let, let me have you share that story.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. You're on the pre-launch team and I appreciate you for that. And the book's coming out September 18th uh, of 2018. And so it's just a few weeks away for us right now. Pre-orders are available at this point. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to share about how it it was all a God thing. It really was. I, um, I, you know, I, I weave the story about the relationship of my wife, Tammy, and I throughout uh, the book. And um, without getting too detailed with that right now, um, we were going through some counseling. And, uh, you know, we were struggling in our marriage at that point. Uh, this has been several years ago, six, seven years ago. And once we got done with our counseling session with our, our incredible counselor, by the way, uh, he said, Doug, when you get to a healthy place in your relationship, what I want you to do is every time you meet with a guy, I want you to, when they say, Hey, how you doing? I want you to say, I'm doing great. But man, Tammy and I really struggled with our, our marriage and our relationship over the last several years. Got some great counseling. We're doing really good right now. Perry, I went out and the first 10 guys, and a lot of these guys are pretty prominent in our city here in Lincoln. Um, first 10 guys that I did that to every single one of them said, you've been through that. I'm going through that now. I thought I was all alone and I didn't know what to do." And you know, looking back over the last several years, that really was the beginning or the planting of a seed that really led to where we're at with One Shot right now. One Shot, One Life. I've got the book coming out, but we are we are building so much more than that from the book with the website, and we've got online courses and mastermind groups and one-on-one coaching and all that. But um, going back to how the book came about, so uh, I hired a business coach a few years ago and said, "Hey, I want to you know I, I want to develop something like." with what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, the second half of my life. Will you help me through that process? And so with that impetus of realizing I really wanted to reach guys, I wanted to help them in the middle of what the world would call a midlife crisis. Mm. Uh, Because what we realize is, especially for men, when we deal with issues, especially with our relationship, we kind of withdraw and we kind of hold those things into ourselves and we don't deal with them. And a lot of times guys and gals uh, will make decisions that will impact Uh, negatively those people around us during that period of time and so I just want to help and reach out men and women 35 to 55 and doing that so we started developing the website and what we were going to create and the content we were going to create and who we were going to reach out to because we knew what the problems and the issues were but we wanted to know who we're going to reach out to so my business coach said hey why don't you develop a website we're going to create an opt-in you know you know little thing where they can put their name and email address and start emailing them on a regular basis and all that so she said, why don't you do the success formula? You've been teaching for over 20 years. I taught it when I was in ministry. I taught it in building a couple of great businesses. I've been teaching it to to my kids. I mean, it's just a way of life for us. So I started to sit down. She said, why don't you do a two-page opt-in PDF? So I started started writing two pages. Three years later, it turned into the book. I just told her, I said, it's not a two-page thing. I think it's more than that. And so um, she said, hey, let's write the book. And so that's kind of how the book was born. And it's uh, been a three-year journey since beginning writing that book to where we are today. Um, a, a year ago, um, and this is a total God thing, but a year ago, um, uh, she wanted to, we were going to launch all of this, and she wanted to do, a, a, my coach wanted to do an you know an e-book version of the book. And I said, well, I want a physical copy because I've got worksheets and I've got different things that people are going to walk through, and I want them to be able to hold it right in it. She goes, okay, well, let me talk to a friend of mine. So she talked to an acquisitions editor at Morgan James publishing and I got a call within a day from them and she said, we'd like to meet with meet with you. So I met a week later and then the acquisitions team, which met twice a year, I believe it was twice a year. um, And they accepted like 200 books out of 6,000 submissions a year. Is their average? They met that next week and she called me to say, Hey, we want to publish your book. And so all of a sudden everything just went on like hyperdrive. Like, you know, um, and so that's kind of been the journey of where we're at. Uh, we're just in the process of getting ready to launch it and excited to be able to share this with the world. Um, so that's kind of a, in a you know, coconut shell, um, kind of how the story of the, of the book came about.
0: Oh man, it, it is really cool. What, what I love about the book, um, is when I compare it to other, so I don't want to help self-improvement books, personal development books. A lot of times you can get partway through a book and then you're distracted by another book <laughs> and then you, you never end up quite finishing it. And this is a b- pretty fast read, um, which, which I really, really like, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's not effective uh, because you've got a lot of activities and action items to take. I, I love the action items part because... Um, I'm a person, I, I, I do Kindle. So I read it on Kindle and I'm going through and I'm highlighting little things. I'm like, Oh, that's, good, that's good. That's good. But then you get to the part that's like an act, some action steps. So I'm like, Oh, that's the stuff I was highlighting. That's great. You know? So it, it, I love, love that it captures that. And so you make it very usable and very, um, I don't know. It's to, to where I feel when, at least for me, I felt accomplished that I got, through a book, (laughs) you know, I I don't know how many of you out there that actually, uh, if you're going for, if you're a Kindle reader, that's why I got Kindles because so many books ended up on the shelf and they were taking up so much space. It was basically just to save, save space. Um, but how many books it's just so easy to download, start a book, but never quite finish it. So I I know that you know that was one of the things where you were like finish life well and I'm like hey I finished the book well. <laughs> so that was pretty hey, cool. Good for you, Perry. Well thank you. for you. Success <laughs> success story. Um so I love I love that you got to um I mean that takes a lot to not only take the time to You know, to get through what you what you experienced, the difficult time to recognize that you needed help to uh, apply whatever it was um, that you needed to do with um, with, between you and Tammy and to actually seek out counseling, but to actually turn it around and share that with somebody else. That's big. Hmm. Um, And then what was your response like when you were hearing a lot of people saying, oh, me, too? Did that surprise you? Oh, I was I, I was shocked. I was
1: shocked because you know I don't you know Perry, you've known me for a long time. I'm just a transparent, honest, black and white person. I mean, I'm, and the reason why is this: people, we all have hopes and dreams. There are things in there are life that we want to achieve. There are things that we need to achieve. People around us are are they're relying upon that. And when we, when we can see a need to help other people, I'm going to do that. And if that means opening up our life and being transparent to, to the hurts and the pains and the things that we've learned along the way, that can help somebody else will do that. But yeah, every, when I got the responses from people, I was, I was shocked because I didn't realize that I thought I was all alone. Mm-hmm. I thought the reason, and that's why it was genius of what my counselor said. He said, do this, Doug, because he knew what was going to happen. No, I didn't. I thought I was all alone. And I realized in that moment how important it is to have other people around you supporting you along the way. And so as we began the process of determining how you we're know, how, how we going to start this whole book and how we're we going to help people um, implement the success formula, um, we, I gathered 92 people that were friends, colleagues, uh, people that I knew that I trusted, and I asked them this question, what do you worry about that keeps you up at night? And here's a little tip. Um, something that you can take away that you could do right now. What keeps you awake? If you're listening to this, what keeps you awake at night that you worry about? And the reality is those are probably identifying the priorities that you need to take care of in your life right now. Because if you're worrying about them and they're keeping you up at night, there's probably things that you can do, action steps you can take, um, plans that you can implement to start taking care of those things so you're not worrying about them. So you can actually start having a positive reaction to that and not worry about those things. So we asked people that. And I got another shock or another surprise was the honest, real gut responses that people gave me. Nearly everybody got back to me. And and what we identified is took all that information and we compiled it all and identified that there are five specific areas, six in total, that people really worry about and struggle with in life. And that's the areas of money, people, faith, work, and health. And then in the end, sex. (laughs) These are things that people worry about. People struggle with these things. So when we began to put the, the book together, then we identified not only those areas, but then we put together the success formula, which is five specific principles that we can talk about in a little bit um, that really will help you start dealing with those areas of your life so you're successful. We want to help people stop worrying about those things and start winning in those things, start thriving in those areas so that we're not feeling like we're all alone so that um, we can all surround each other and encourage each other and lift each other up and push each other on success.
0: Yeah. I, I noticed that I, th- th- this will help a lot of people get through um, many of those roadblocks and things that I think people ignore. Um, we tend to have a problem in our life and think it's going to get better, or we maybe hope that we, we can figure it out on our own. And then, you know, then it starts to maybe not go in the right direction and it's easy to you know ignore. It's kind of like um, you know, I think about it as like um it, like the garbage. You know, it's like oh, I don't really want to deal with that right now. But you know, it keeps piling up. Keeps yeah. piling up, and <laughs> not going to take care of itself. Um, it's and I think we, we tend to live in our own bubble um, within with our own heads, and then of course within our own environment, our own house. And you see other people, but you only see little snippets, maybe on social media, maybe at a ball game, maybe out of the store. And, you know, you don't know what really, really people are going through. And I, I think you got a lot of valuable information that <laughs> obviously led to this book. And, you know, so let's talk about those five principles and what you, you know, may, is there any one of them that you like consider the most important?
1: Sure. Well, yeah, I think they're all important, but there is specifically one that I think is so valuable that, um, that we'll get to, but the success formula is this. We've identified five um, principles that have been around for thousands of years. So, and I'm a big believer. If you're going to do something, do something that's already been proven. There's no reason to reinvent the wheel. There's nothing new under the sun. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so there are five principles to the success formula. Um, number one, we help you identify priorities. Um, clear priorities. So you need to set those clear priorities in your life. What are the things that are vital? They're not goals. Okay. Some people say, well, uh, you're, you're, you're just talking about goals. No, I'm talking about priorities. Definition of priority is something that is vital that needs to get done first. So if you look in the, in the dictionary, that's what it says. So we want to identify the things that you need to get done in your life first and help you identify those priorities. So that's principle number one. Number two is, then we're going to help you identify a proven plan. Help you find a proven plan, something that's already been successful in other people's lives or those around you, or maybe something you've already done, to achieve success in that priority. So then number we lead to number three, which is um, mastering persistence. It's easy to identify a priority, and we all know it's easy to find a plan. But carrying out that plan. Getting through the book, getting through the workout program, getting through, you know, getting out of debt, whatever it might be. Learning how to master persistence and we walk you through that process is principle number three. Then the last two principles are what we call the multipliers. Now, these are what I have found over the last 20 plus years I've been teaching this that have given people um, multiple times over success. If you can get to the first three and implement the next two, you're going to see success multiple times. And they are this, the power of regular evaluation. So once you have a plan, you start implementing it. Regularly evaluating your success or lack of success is vital because that will propel you to be more successful. The last one, the last principle is this, the tapping into the power of a success partner. Somebody who is going to not only know what your priorities are, know what your plan is, but somebody that you can have as a sounding board somebody that will encourage you, somebody that will lift you up when you're down, somebody that will celebrate your successes and help walk you across the finish line. So those are the five principles. Um, But but the one I feel that's the most powerful of those five is the last one. It's tapping into the power of a success partner. Um, And the reason why is this. Again, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's so easy to, to, to get alone and try to achieve a lot of things on your own. But it has been proven over and over and over again that if you tap in and work with other people along the way, you're gonna have more success. There's more accountability. We were Perry, we were not designed in this world, we were not created to live life alone. We were created to live in, in community. And when you can live in community, not just in community, but community where people are pushing each other on to success that's where you're going to have the most success. So that fifth one is tapping into the powerful success partners. Great. I've had a, I've had success partners in all areas of my life. I've had success partners that have been older than me, younger than me. I've had a success partner, um, over the last 10 years, we meet every single week for about three hours on Thursdays. We zoom, we do video conference. We've been doing that. I've had success partners that have lasted a year. I've been part of mastermind groups. I've been part of success partners in my health and in my fitness and my finances. So they come in various shapes and forms. But in the book, what I identify and help people realize is I have three questions that uh, people ask me about success partners. Why do I need a success partner? So we walk through the benefits of of what a success partner is. Number two, how do I find a success partner? Because it can be pretty intimidating when you're trying to, you know, who do I look to and where do I, you know, how do I ask them and what do I tell them and are they going to think I'm nuts and all this kind of stuff. And then the third thing is once I've found a success partner, what do we do? What's the process that we can go through that we can really be successful? So in the book we lay that all out in that chapter so um, those are the that's the, uh, the success formula five principles and what I believe is probably one of the most powerful ones uh, in finding a success partner.
0: I'm glad you said that because th- to be honest when I I couldn't wait to get my hands on the book <laughs> when uh, when I heard about it uh, and so I got the Kindle. And I jumped to that chapter first <laughs> and, 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 and truth be told. Um, I think I, I, there was maybe about three, four months stint probably five, six years ago that I was part of a, a little mastermind group and maybe a success. I, I want to say a success buddy, but nothing of any formal format where uh, we're, where we were going along. So I, that's an, that's an arena that I've, you know, I've been in groups and little business, you know, short-term groups where we matched up with somebody, but no, nobody have long, long-term. And I, and I can see where it can be so powerful. And I've, I've seen, uh, over the years known, known that you've had, you know, met with your success partner or, uh, for gosh, weekly. And I'm like, gosh, I want that. And so I, I'm glad you laid that, laid that out on how to do that. And I've reached, I've already made my list. I've reached <laughs> Just kind of see, you know, you don't know if somebody else is ready to reciprocate in, in that arena. But, um, I, yeah, thank, thanks a lot for for putting that. So that, believe it or not, that I kind of read it in a different order. That's I read good. that one first. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Now let's go back and find out what the meat and potatoes are of the, this uh, book. So well, that's really cool. So, I mean, you've got, uh, so what if somebody has a dream that they want to pursue and, uh, Obviously they can use this as a, you know, to achieve that. Oh, absolutely. You know, we talked about the initial, you know, when people
1: set out to, you know, most people in our society, the closest that most people, the closest they get to uh, setting out to achieve any type of goal in their life or priority is new year's. They make their resolutions and then a few weeks later, that's all done if they get to that point. And, um, A lot of times we identify problems or issues, right? That we want to take care of. And that's what we address initially in the book where we help people identify priorities. Um, And we talk about three specific things. Um, The needs in your life that have to get taken care of. They don't get taken care of. Something's going to, something, something negative will be negatively will be an impact in your life. And we talk about the shoulds things that, you know, you should take care of down the road that if you don't take care of them now down the road, they're going to be a need. they're going to be a pestering thing. You know, I, I should save some money for my kid's college education. I should, you know, you know, study for that test that's coming up next week. I, I, I should, you know, make sure that I'm uh, eating right this week so that I get the benefits next week. But if you don't take care of those things, they end up becoming a need because then they become pressing. But the third thing is wants. And I think what's important for people to understand is a lot of times people feel um, like that they can't have wants. The hopes and dreams in their life, they feel selfish, so they feel guilty if they want something. The truth is we were all designed with hopes and dreams in our heart. We were, we were created that way. And they're there for a reason because they're there to help other people. That's all there is to it. And uh, hopes and dreams are there. And I talk in the book about how to pull those hopes and dreams out. Maybe it's something that you dreamed about as a kid, or maybe it's something that you've really had an urge to do that. You just haven't taken the time or set, uh, made a plan to achieve those things. But there are also hopes and dreams that you had that, that people have kind of maybe, poo on on you for them. Made you feel bad about them. Made you feel like it's stupid or it's not realistic or it's something you shouldn't be pursuing. The truth is, if it's there and it's something that you can honestly look at and pursue and say this can benefit other people, it's definitely something you need to look at. It's definitely something you need to start making plans for. And so this, the book allows you to, to do that as well. Um, I've watched my kids. My daughter's an incredible dancer. My son's an incredible baseball player, great students. I've watched them Identify their hopes and dreams early in their life and they're living those things out right now. I've seen that happen in my own life. Um, different things that I writing a book was a uh, you know on my goal list years ago. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't something I set out to do, but something I've actually ended up doing. That was a hope and a dream, you know, that I wanted to do. I've had a the funny thing is I've got a list of these things that I keep on a regular basis. When you go through the success formula, you keep these things and you don't cross any of those things off that you want to pursue. And eventually over time, what happens is there's it's called the reticular activating system. Believe it or not, it's in your brain, and it's something that identifies. Once you've identified it as a priority, all of a sudden, sublim—you know—subconsciously in your mind, you will start actually doing some things or identifying certain things, and you may not even realize you're pursuing those things, but you are. Like, say, for instance, you get a car, right? It's a white Mustang. Well, before you got that white Mustang, I guarantee you didn't see white Mustangs around. But once you got it, all of a sudden, I don't know—you know—if you've had this happen before, where you get a car and like, oh, there's one just like mine. Or there's another one just like mine. Well, you didn't notice, notice that before. That's the reticular activating system. Now, all of a sudden, it's a priority. It's in your life. Now you start identifying and pursuing these things subconsciously. So, achieving your dreams is a great way. You know, this book is a great way to be able to implement that and start achieving those things in your life. And uh, we've seen it happen over and over and over to hundreds of thousands of people who've taught this field of, of like I said, the last 20 plus years. And it can happen for um, the reader if they want to implement the successful one.
0: You know, I, we were. We were designed to go after our desires, you know, and so I mean that makes the universe go around. It connects us all, and it, it makes it puts the life in life, right? <laughs> and I I I I see so many people, and I know you've coached many people where it, you just feel like just this in the stuck mode, and this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> and and sometimes we we put up those mental roadblocks and. While, like like you said, when you when you just start to put those priorities down, just even your desires, your dreams of whatever it is, it does put the wheels in motion. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen right away. Right. Um, but if you totally block it out, it's never going to happen, right? But if you start, you know, start start pushing towards those things. You don't know the doors that it's going to open up you don't know it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a direct route to where you go. I mean sometimes it gets really messy yeah the road to there you know getting there, and I think you allude to that um and that's what I love in in the persistence stuff to because I, I think a lot of times people will have i'm going to do this <laughs> i'm going i've got this this priority maybe, <laughs> and I, I think sometimes we can. Let things easily get in our own way, and rule it out, or nah. I guess that wasn't for me. I mean, do you want to talk about a little bit about the persistence stuff? Because I think, and I see, I see a lot of times people wanting to do some things, and then they stop. You know, they get stopped by whatever it is.
1: Well, let me, yeah, let me share a couple of things. I share a couple of stories from the book. Okay, yeah, uh, mastering persistence. I think it's so important. I think of the story of my wife and I, we were, um, uh, I was in, I was a pastor for 13 years and I was presented with a great job opportunity or business opportunity. And so we had a conference in Vegas, uh, when, uh, this business was kind of starting and we knew there was great potential in that business. And, um, And so, but we were still, you know, it was, it was succeeding. We're about, I think we're about six, seven months into it. I was uh, at the time it was getting so successful that I was considering retiring from full-time paid ministry to do the business full-time, but yet we were still fearful. We knew that this was going to take a lot of effort, persistence to carry it out, to be successful in it. And if we were going to give up my full-time career that I'd known for 13 years prior to that, then I was going to have to, I mean, we were going to step up to the plate. I mean, this is a big deal. And so we were finishing up that conference and one of the executives, it was our anniversary that weekend, and and one of the executives uh, from the company said, hey, you know what, we're going to leave early. Why don't you take our suite at the Wynn Hotel? Well, duh. Okay, we'll take it. We get there and it was awesome, right? I mean, right above the strip in Vegas and it was beautiful. But that night we went out for dinner as an Italian restaurant in the Wynn Hotel and the weird thing about it was this, I think it was about seven or eight o'clock at night. And normally at that time, it's just kind of busy. And if you've been in Vegas before, I mean, it's kind of busy all the time, especially at nighttime when things are going on. But that night we went into the restaurant and there was hardly anybody. there. So we went in and we had a waiter and his, his um, name was Luke and he was uh, from China and an older gentleman. He was probably in his sixties and he'd come over here to raise money or to make money for his family, both here and back in China. And so um, throughout the night, since it was so slow, he just got, got to talking to us and hearing about our story. And um, there was a moment where he, he went over to his wait station, grabbed a receipt, came back over to, uh, to our table, and he started writing down on this receipt. And he wrote his name down, Luke, and then he wrote it in Chinese. And then he wrote this symbol down. And later on, I did some research on it. It's called Ren, R-E-N. And he wrote it down. He wrote the symbol, and then he wrote uh, a knife And then he wrote hearts and the symbol is basically it's it's a knife over a heart. And, um, and let me tell you, let let me read a little bit about what he told us that night. He said, he wrote the symbol down. Then he said, this symbol represents the knife over the heart. Anytime you set out to do something you're passionate about and you know, is important. The process will not always be easy to achieve. You will have great days and difficult days, but if you keep heart and endure through the process over time with a high level of discipline, consistency, and growth, You will enjoy the benefits of success. We felt that night that Luke was an angel for us. I mean, he was telling us that, number one, it was going to be okay, but it's going to be hard. You're going to have some great days of success, and you're going to celebrate celebrate those things. But you're also going to have some pretty difficult days, too. And if you can endure, and that was his whole point, if you can endure through those difficult times, just like Tammy and I endured through the difficult times in our relationship. Just like I, and I'm i sure your listeners have endured through difficult times in their life. If you can endure through those things in a positive way, the outcome on the other side, the high on the other side is so high that you would never take that experience away. But you have to persist. You have to make it through step by step through that process. Um, you know, so that to, to us, that was just a great, um, just a great picture for us that has really driven us on to the success that we've had in so many different areas of our life. And then we share it with, with people. In the book, I actually show you the receipt. I show you it's in his own handwriting. It's the actual picture of his receipt, which is really cool. Um, the other thing about persistence I want to share is this, is that you've got to be disciplined. Anything worth pursuing, you have to be disciplined on a regular basis. And our son is incredible at baseball. And I remember um, when he first he first wanted to try out for baseball for his high school team when he was a freshman, um, there were like over 60-some kids there. And there was a sign-up day, and they were only going to accept maybe 20. I remember driving home with him that night and I said, Dylan, did you, did you see how many kids we're going to try out? And he said, yeah, dad, there's a lot. And I go, you're going to have to make a decision right now. I mean, you've done really good from baseball from the time you've been five years old, but now you've got to really step up to the game, decide do you really want to make the team? And if so, how, what, what are you going to do to work towards getting to that point? And he said, I said, you're going to have to make that decision. So we walked in the house and he ran upstairs and I went and told Tammy and I was kind of pretty emotional. because I'm like going, you know, this is the first test for him. I mean, he's going to have to make the team. And there's some good kids, some good athletes. He comes down the stairs. He said, Dad, here are three things that I really need to work on to make the team. Will you help me achieve those things? And I'm like, absolutely. And so he worked his tail off. And, and he made the team, threw a no hitter that year. He's been on varsity. He was on varsity in high school his last two years of high school. He now plays in college. He is one of the only uh, two uh, sophomores that started on his um, college baseball team last year. He's a junior this year. And he's just really doing, doing really well. But I share this story in the book um, from Mark Batterson's book called Chase the Lion. Um, It's a story about how discipline is key to success. And it's about uh, baseball player George Shotgun Shuba. So it says this, George Shotgun Shuba went on to play seven seasons for the Brooklyn Dodgers and was on the 1955 World Series championship team. He is celebrated in the baseball book, The Boys of Summer. Roger Kahn, the author, said Shuba's swing was as natural as a smile. Shiba laughed at Khan's description. During an interview with Khan, Shiba walked over to his filing cabinet. He pulled out a chart marked with a lot of X's on it. During the off-season, Shiba would swing a weighted bat 600 times a day, and that was after working his off-season job all day long. Every night, he'd take 60 swings, and then he'd mark an X on his chart. After 10 X's, he'd give himself permission to go to bed. Shiba practiced that daily ritual for over 15 years. You call that natural, Shuba said to Khan. Uh, I swung a 44-ounce bat 600 times a night, 4,200 times a week, 47,200 swings every single winter, and you call that natural. The point with that story is this. Anything worth achieving in your life, no matter what it is you set out, it's a priority. It's going to take work. It's going to take persistence. And um, that's the key to really getting your plans implemented. And once you get those plans implemented, hopefully you have other people around you that are really cheering you
0: on success. yeah, that's huge you know i I often uh, you know I tell people to put themselves first, you know especially when it comes to health and fitness stuff we We talk a lot about that on the podcast, but i you know i for for my for me, when I first started on this fitness journey where I was overweight, overwhelmed, uh loving mountain dew pizza beer, you name it, uh, <laughs> not loving the beer gut that went with it. And I'm looking for all these weird surgeries and stuff for quick fixes and realizing that I, it's going to take a long time to save up money for a procedure. And I really didn't want to put in the work. But I realized, gosh, that's within my control is to do some exercise. And so all I did, because I didn't want to do it, but I just, I just did today. You know, I tell people, just do today and then do it again tomorrow. And all my goal was, was to put an X on the calendar. It wasn't to track my weights. It wasn't to track my eating and and measure my carbs and anything like that. It was to put an X on the calendar and just do today and then do the next day. And it added up, you know, it compounds, it's the persistence. And then it, then it fires you up because you start getting some wins, right? Yes. Yes. At the beginning, it doesn't seem like you get some wins and I'll tell you what, <laughs> it loves to give you, get, to make it sideways, to give you reasons to take, take you out of the game, to twist an ankle and, you know, make you think, oh my gosh, I've got to now take the next month off because I can't do anything. No, you are able, you are capable, you can do it um, just do today. And uh, that's what this guy did, and you know it's very evident when somebody can see you and just go, "Oh my gosh, you know, this is natural for you. You always do this." No, there's a lot of practice that goes behind that, (laughs) a lot of bad days, a lot of awful times, and um, and and you just don't always get to see that story and experience it because you're not me, right? Or you're not the person swinging the bat. So I I love that um, that you've got that. So so tell me. uh, this, this book's got some amazing resources in it. I was really impressed. I think we talked a little bit about um, some worksheet stuff. But how's this, how does this uh, book work to where people can go through step by step to, you know, begin to apply the, the success formula in their own lives?
1: Sure. Each chapter, we talk about a specific principle, and I lay out different tips and ideas and information behind that principle and how to begin to implement that in, that, that in your life. Then after each chapter, we have action steps. So we walk you through exactly step step by step what you need to do to start achieving that principle. And then we have worksheets in the back of the book and also worksheets that are free to download on our website um, where you can keep doing this process over and over. I've been doing this for years. And um, those worksheets walk you through tracking, tracking, you know, each principle, the success in each principle, and walking you through the process. So you have a tool. Like when you mentioned, the book's easy to go through as far as a read. I think on the back of it, I've never seen this before in my life, but on the back of the book, in the cover, it says, read time, 89 minutes. <laughs> I've never seen that before in a book when the publisher put that on there. But the, way, the reason why we designed the book the way it is is we, we didn't want it to be a bunch of fluff. We wanted this book to be a lot of meat. And easy to get through as far as read time, like you said, right? You can read through it pretty quick. But then if you want to go through it and start implementing it, we want it to be something that you're going to dig your teeth into and actually get some results from. And that's why we set it up the way we did. Um, So again, we walk through the chapters, we give you action steps and then worksheets to track your progress and walk alongside you along the way. And then obviously with the website and everything else we're creating with online courses and and the mastermind groups, one-on-one coaching and and other resources, we're going to give you other resources to help you in those areas of money, people, faith, work, health, and sex. And over time, what we hope to do is we want, you know, One Shot, One Life to be uh, really a franchise where we have uh, One Shot, One Life plan for money, One Shot, One Life plan for relationships and all that. So that's our, you know, dream and vision down the road. But for now, at least we have a foundational tool that people can start implementing right away. And uh, we're really excited
0: about that. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I, lo- I love that you've you went through this experience, um, and maybe you can share a little bit about what happened with Tammy and, and you. But uh, you went through this experience, and then you turned around with a little bit of maybe a nudge, and paid it forward for others. And and now look what it's it's evolving and doing um, to to help many other people. I mean, it's not because Doug wants to sell books. <laughs> um, it's Doug wants to help you. And he, here's what he figured out and put together. And if you apply it you're going to, you're going to achieve some success. So uh, what, what ended up happening? I mean, do, do you want to, did you kind of share a little bit about you and Tammy? I think you maybe alluded to it a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, we've, we, I share a lot of stories of people I've worked with, um, over the years in the book, their successes, their struggles, the things that they've dealt with and all that. Um, one story that I weave throughout the entire book is, is the story about a relationship, you know, Tammy and I's relationship. We've been married for over 27 years now, which is great. We are actually doing the best we've ever done in our entire lives. Yeah. Yeah. And we had had great success in our relationship up to, you know, it's been about 12 years ago, 12, 13, 14 years ago when I started having real success in the business. And I lost sight of the principles that got me to where I was with my relationship with my wife. And there was a night where I opened up the book where I talk about the story about really our first, the worst fight we'd ever had in our life. And I was so frustrated, you know, with where we were. And I just stormed out of the house, and I had to go for a walk. And it was during that walk when I was yelling at myself. You thought I'd crazy, crazy walking around. But if you walk our walk path, or you just get on our sidewalk and start walking, there's a it's a it's a circle path about two miles long. And I started just stomping down the path, and and yelling at everybody, and finally got to a spot where you know it was by a football field where I thought I could yell at God. And I did. God, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. And it was like he, you know, I was on the 50 yard line, the thumps of the lights came on. And, um, he's got, he's like very clearly, I didn't do this to you. You're doing this to you. And, um, what I realized at that point is I had allowed the priorities, the success for me in our life to get out of whack. And I realized I had to be the one to write, write the ship. And so what I weave through the process of the book is, um, along with everything else that we have is how Tim and I use the success formula to help our relationship grow. And you know, one thing I want to encourage your listeners to is this, if life feels out of control, if life feels just like you don't have, you know, it's passing you by and and, and you're not happy with it and things just seem totally out of control, I want you to take some time alone. You know, it's a good little tip just to take some time alone and sit back and Identify your priorities, or maybe lack of priorities, because a lot of times when life seems chaotic, and I teach this in the book, when life seems out of control, it's a lot of times when your priorities have gotten a little bit out of out of, out of, out of whack. Just like I did that night, to, you know, the worst part in our relationship, worst fight that we ever had. I realized that my priorities were out of line, and it wasn't where I I wasn't going down a road I didn't want to be going down. And um, so I had to be the one to step back and say, "All right, how do I re?" prioritize and how do I make sure that we're going down the road I want to be? for my family for my wife for my kids for those around me and those people that I impact and so uh, and my wife is incredible I mean you know Tammy she's just um, she's an absolutely amazing woman and um, uh, I wouldn't be where I am without her today and our story wouldn't be our story the book wouldn't be the book one shot wouldn't be one shot without that. So, Remember, um, it's, it's, you know, that's a little bit coming. about us. We're we'll we've see got you some incredible week. kids, and we're just excited about good. Uh, about <laughs> our future <laughs> of where we're going and seeing where you know where things go with one shot as well. So that's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's awesome. And speaking of kids, I mean, uh, kids and teens can benefit from many of the principles oh. within this.
1: Absolutely. That's why, you know, I, we have, um, actually we're working with an organization, a big organization here in Lincoln and a couple others, a principal in another school, um, that really have come to me and said, listen, our kids need to be going through this. If, if, if our kids can learn how to identify priorities early on in their life, then they'll be able to achieve things that they want to achieve and not go down, not all the times, but not, you know, maybe not necessarily go down the path that they don't need to be going down. Um, I've been at, fortunate to watch not only my kids, but other people's kids go through the same formula in their life and start learning that to be successful in life, there is a formula. It's not difficult. It's not new. It's nothing that's a secret. It's a simple, basic formula of identifying what you what you want to achieve, finding a plan to get there and then being persistent to carry that out. And a lot of times we just don't teach that to our kids, especially in our society. Nowadays, we got a lot of time where it's just wasted. And a lot of our kids really want to achieve a lot of great things. They just don't know what to do. It's like that night when Dylan came home to do baseball. He's like, here are the things I want to work on. What do we do? And the next day I sought out to find a trainer. Who could we go to to find a trainer to work in those areas? We found somebody that we love and Dylan started working with the trainer, somebody who had expertise in that field. And he's trained with that guy, even up till today, he'll still train with him once in a while. But that trainer was integral in the part of Dylan having success in baseball that a lot of him have success in high school, that a lot of him have success and get a great scholarship to be able to continue to play baseball, a sport that he loves. But that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't implemented really the success formula of implementing a practical plan to get and persistent to getting there. And that's just one example. Um, my daughter's another example. There's just a lot. Uh, there's a college kid who's actually on our pre-launch team who's read through um, the book. Um, and he's just like, man, if we would teach this in colleges today, um, so many kids and so many young adults will be at so you know, higher, different levels of where they want to go simply by understanding what it takes to be successful in life. And a lot of times, it, you know, it's either not taught or it just seems like it's something that you can't achieve. And the truth is you can. Um, but you know, teaching it to our kids is a simple process. Uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting it in their hands. And so we're, you know, hopefully uh, we're also going to be we we do seminars right now uh for adults but hopefully we're going to be start working on creating a youth seminar and a kids seminar um with uh, an organization called City Impact here in Lincoln that reaches out to to area youth in town and so um that's kind of hopefully you know some of our dream for down the road to be able to implement this and get this into kids lives so that
0: um they can start
1: growing up with this type of success
0: yeah i mean we we encourage you know uh, hopes dreams you know uh th- th- but, and I know, you know, kids, as they go through life, I mean, they can change directions real quick, you know, depending on their influences and, and experiences as they go along the way. But, you know, I I, I think it, with this part, with the having the success buddy is great, but it sounds like a, a good coach can, you know, if, if you, yeah. you know, as a, and I know sometimes coaches can be an investment, but they don't always have to be, um, but finding finding a mentor or a coach, um, I know boys and girls clubs have have things like that in different organizations that um, you know maybe parents can reach out to if they don't know where to turn. I, I, you you were very resourceful in not trying to come up with the answers for your son, but to turn around and say, who can we turn to that has experience to help you reach that? Um, and and you had obviously some good coaches and mentors along the way that. Um, you know, sometimes necessarily maybe the success buddy can't always be that one to do the training and that that's not exactly what the success partner uh, is for, but um, to having a good coach. Did you allude to that in the book or, or I, I can't remember?
1: Yeah, I talk about that actually quite a bit. I mean, even in, in developing one shot, I hired a, a coach. Okay. I hired somebody to, to walk along with me to kind of guide me along the process who had been there before. Yeah. Um, in the book, I also talk about, I think, one of the one of the generations that we overlook that have so much potential in our society that at least in America, we kind of, once they retire our baby boomer generation, it's like, well, now that you retire, we put them out to pasture and, and all this experience, this wealth of knowledge and experience and success that they've had, we let slip through our fingers. And so I encourage, like I tell the story about um, when I was plateaued in my business, I had built up a relationship with a guy who was, in his late 60s, early 70s at the time, had sold a multi-million dollar business. And I just started building a relationship with him. I started telling him about, I was just kind of stuck in my business plateau with sales and numbers and income and all that stuff. And he's like, Doug, hey, let me walk you through what I've learned in business and the things I taught my people, and maybe it can help you. And he was an incredible benefit to me. As a matter of fact, he wanted, I didn't pay him for that. He couldn't wait to share it with me. We emailed and talked on the phone and not only that, but he lived in Seattle um, and he invited me out one weekend with him and his wife. We spent two days, Perry, he had, he had worksheets and papers and a whole binder ready for me when I got there, teaching me about the things he had learned to be successful in business and, and, and things that he thought might help my business, which actually did. There are a lot of things, as you look at my past over the last several years that have been influenced by a guy who simply wanted to give back. And I think we lose sense of that, that there are people, not only coaches that we can pay, there are people in friendships and other people that are around that we can meet with the success partners and mastermind groups, but there are people in our older generation that are older than you that are willing to give back and share all that they know. Um, uh, and, and love seeing you succeed. And so I think we miss out on opportunities like that. And so I share that in the book as well. So, um, yeah, I just think, uh, I just met, I've got a new friend. He's like about 89 years old. He's just a few blocks away from here. One of his quotes is Dr. Warren Wiersbe He's an incredible um, pillar in the Christian community. He's written over 170 books. um, Was personal friends with back in the time with Billy Graham and Chuck Swindoll and all these key pillars of the Christian uh, community. Um, One of the things he said, he said, you know, um, Doug, when you, there's a lot of things in life that you feel like you want to achieve, but you, you, your human nature is going to tell you, you can't do it. And he said, but you can. And then he said this, Perry. He said, This isn't in the book. This is something I've learned from him just over the last few weeks. He said, the world was built by people who said, I can. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that comes from, and I need that encouragement. You know, I need that encouragement. And that's from somebody who's at the towards the end of his life right now, who just said, listen, keep moving forward. Keep sharing the message. Keep encouraging people. Don't say you can't, say you can. Because that's the way the world's built, and so it's invaluable. Anyway, I could go on
0: and on, but I love,
1: I, I love my friends that are a lot older than
0: me. That's really, really cool. And ask, always ask questions. <laughs> that's what. I, that, that's how I've learned over the years is just to, you know what, it isn't. There's only so much that I know, but if I can learn more, I just gotta ask questions and, and do that so um what's what's your hope for the biggest impact that this will have on people's lives, and how can we get a hold of this book here? Sure.
1: well i um you know to kind of close this all out i I want people, no matter where you're at, you're listening to this, and you're there are things in your life maybe you're struggling with a relationship or you don't feel like you have enough money to take care of what you need to, or maybe your health is like in the toilet or. You're struggling with things, or maybe there are things you really want to achieve. Maybe there are some goals and dreams that you just don't know the next steps to take. My hope for this book and for what we're doing at One Shot, One Life is that people will start simply taking that very first step to say, listen, I want to start identifying some priorities in my life that I want to achieve, and I want to get a roadmap, a proven roadmap to get there. And so I'm hoping that One Shot will give people not only that, but the courage to be able to start implementing that in their lives. I share the story in my book. I close it out actually uh, with the story of my daughter. It's called The Gift of Being Courageous. And um, my daughter started dance when she was four years old. And every year, our dance studio, her dance studio is four or 500 girls in the studio, do a, um, do a big recital. And when she was about nine years old, she was um, asked to do a solo within her group for the recital. And she was all excited, right? She had practiced like she had. She was really good at she's she was doing. So anyway, we got to the night of rehearsal for the recital. And there were hundreds of adults, moms and dads and kids, you know, running all over the place. It was noisy and all this stuff. And then, you know, each of the groups were rehearsing on stage. Well, the closer it got to her time to get up on stage to practice, the closer she was starting to inch over towards me. And the closer it got, the more we started to see that her lips were quivering. Tears were starting to come down her face. She was getting a little red. And I'm like Sydney, what's wrong? She's like, Dad, I'm not going to do it. I can't do this. I'm like, what do you mean you can't do? She said, like, I'm not going to do this. And she just start, she just lost it. She started crying. We're like, Tim and I're like, What do we do? You're <laughs> <we're> like, Ah, oh! <laughs> our daughter's losing it. She needs to get up on stage. And about that time, her dance instructor, uh, the owner of the studio, came over to her. And I'm going to read from the book so I can read it better than I can say it. She said this. I said at that moment, Sydney's dance instructor, the owner of the studio, came over knelt down in front of her, cradled her face gently with both hands, and in a tender, confident, and assuring tone said this, "Sydney, I chose you for this solo because I know you can do it because you are the best dancer to perform it. You have practiced it so hard with your group, and you don't want to let them or yourself down. I know you'll be amazing and beautiful. Now I want you to get up on stage and run through it with your group. She got up on, she wiped her face, you know, and she kind of, you know, had held back her tears and she went up on stage. She went through it and she did fine. We got in the car that, that night. She said, mom and dad and were like, what? Cause Tammy were like, what do we say to her? Like, we don't want to cause any more trouble, you know, or make her more nervous. So I'm going to do great tomorrow night because I did good tonight. And, and the next night she was beautiful. Unbelievable. I got videos of both, both nights. And she did an absolutely stunning job. But after that, after the recital, I, uh, pulled Tracy, her instructor, aside and said, "Thank you for giving Sydney the gift of being courageous. Because if you hadn't come over at that time, I don't think she'd have gotten up on stage. And honestly, I look at where she's been. She's been she's danced for she's on a national dance team. She's um, danced for thousands of people, um, locally and across the country. Um, it's what she's passionate about. I don't think she'd be where she's at today if she hadn't been been given that gift that night of being courageous." And so what I hope for your listeners, what I hope for people out of the book and what we do at One Shot, is I want to give you the gift of being courageous. If I could cradle your face, I want to say you can do it. You've got hopes and dreams and you yeah, have are struggles in your life, but you can do it. You can identify plans and you can get there. You can achieve these things. Just get up on your stage and dance. Get up to the plate and swing. Swing big. So what you're going to miss once in a while. Who cares? What does it matter? There are things you need to get done. And here's the thing. There are things that need to get done in your life that only you can do. And if you don't do it, no one's going to do it. So my hope is that people will just get up on stage, dance, get up to the plate, swing. If you want to get the book, if you want to learn what we're doing about one shot, all you have to do is go to oneshotonelife.com and uh, everything's there. So,
0: oh man but that was a great way to end the book. Great way to end this podcast too. Um, I'll post the link in the show notes here too. I really appreciate you for coming on here, Doug. That was a great story. And I'm like, that coach rocks. (laughs) Those words (laughs) that she said, I was like, wow, you know, sometimes some people can just say the right things at the right moment can make all the difference. And, uh, and, and to do that. So, and, and so you, uh, one shot, one life.com. Um, and, and obviously Amazon will be a, a place. Um, and, and there's also some other work that you do, uh, like, um, uh, you're, you're very motivational, uh, life-changing speaker. Can people get in touch with you to, you know, speak to a group, business group, organization, anything, or seminars, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, we, we've we been doing seminars. We've been testing those out this last year. So those have been really successful. So we'll be expanding those. Um, people can go to one shot, one life.com. There's a contact uh, area there. Um, I speak, you know, I speak at organizations. I've been speaking, I'm speaking in the group in October, over 600 people, November, um, uh, speaking to groups there, um, work with different businesses and organizations. I've got a luncheon with the national company. Um, uh, in a few weeks I'll be working with, and we're actually going to be implementing a uh, seminar within the business uh, realm itself. Um, so we can adapt whatever we do with the book. Um, There is a spiritual um, foundation because I'm just a Christian. I'm not pushing on anybody, but that's who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But we can also tailor that because these principles are just general, practical principles that everybody knows, whether you're a person of faith or not. And we can tailor that to your organization or need. I can come in and do the seminar for you. Um, We're working with churches, we're working with businesses. um, Like I said, we're working with a local nonprofit as well. um, So we can tailor a lot of this stuff however you need. So if there's something there, there's a message that you've heard. Um each of my speech, you know, talks and speeches that we do, uh, I can do uh, touch upon the each of the topics and each of the principles and so forth. So yeah, just to get in touch with us to learn more about that, all you have to do is go to one shot one
0: and, and you can get in touch with us. Oh man, and I feel like we got such a gift here because you're on here and we didn't have to, have to go through your website or anything like that. Just <laughs> read Doug and say, Oh I'm on the podcast hear what you know that's awesome we we got some training here people so doug i so appreciate you for coming on and um you know hopefully this will uh re, this book will, will definitely connect with any of the, anybody that gets it and then applies the principles does the worksheets uh it's gonna be so great thank you for coming on here my friend you bet thank you perry it was an absolute absolute honor and i am um, been so thankful that i was
1: able to be here so thank you that oh, was way cool Remember, it's it's never never
0: too late. late. See you next week, everyone. Ah, We got it.